Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark. I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I am delighted to welcome Bryson Smith, class of Rollins, class of 22, and Crummer, Graduate School of Business, class of 23. While at Rollins, Bryson played on the women's softball team and received numerous academic awards and recognition from environmental sciences and math departments. Uh, a lot more on her resume and experiences, and uh, we'll talk about that. And we have another special guest who we'll meet a little bit later in the show. But Bryson, thanks for being with us and glad to have you on the show. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. So give us your quick backstory. Where did you grow up and, and how did Rollins get on your radar? Yeah. So I'm actually from a small town in North Carolina. I grew up on a cattle ranch. We have about um, 800 head of cattle. Wow. So growing up on the farm, I mean, it was day in and day out being outside, working on the fencing, on the cows, and um, it was a really unique kind of childhood experience. Yeah. And um, small town, high school life was great, and then came college. So I was looking at different schools, my entire family, I have five brothers, no sisters. <laughs> um, so that was a really cool experience growing up in that household. I'm so privileged to have um, so many, you know, really strong men around me all the time. It was a really cool experience. But all of my brothers went to NC State. Um, we were all athletes. One was actually on the football team at NC State. So that was kind of like an unsaid, um, for sure, choice was NC State. So applied, got in, but then mom and I um, were on a road trip down through Florida, and we stayed at one of her friend's houses in Winter Springs. Um, they were both, Goodness. yeah, <laughs> it's a really crazy story. Um, but they were classmates together at the Air Force Academy. And so we stayed with them one night and we're in the college search and she said, actually, you should really check out Rollins College and in Winter Park. And we're like, Winter Park? We've never heard of it. We've never heard of Rollins College. So we came the next day, um, did a tour through the campus, beautiful, saw Park Avenue, almost fell in love. and. Um, we saw the price point and we were like, oh, <laughs> what a heartbreaker. But um, actually Rollins gives really great scholarships. So I applied just kind of a shot in the dark and it worked out. And I yes. came to Florida not knowing a soul, not knowing a soul at Rollins College. And um, it really turned out for the best. I've loved every minute of my last five years here. What a great story. That's yeah. fantastic. And I love that you point out because I talk about it a lot. Rollins has a sticker price that a lot of people hear about, think about, and think they know about, but it very, 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 very few people pay that because Rollins does an exceptional job of finding great students like you and finding scholarship dollars to support your effort to come here. So exactly. glad you pointed that out and glad indeed that is the case here at Rollins. Um, talk about your learning experience here at Rollins. You know, what was, uh, what was life like for you as a student? Yeah. Well, I think everyone mentions the small class sizes. Um, that was a huge advantage for me. All of my brothers went to a massive school and having UCF so close to us and hearing from students there, I mean, you don't even know your professors. So, um, I mean, I still text some of my professors today. 
I had, uh, I was in actually the environmental science department and we were a very small department like most at Rollins. So uh, we all knew each other very well and it was a really close knit tight community and that was something that I honestly wasn't expecting and um, was really, really grateful for. Actually, when I came to Rollins my freshman year, I was admitted into the first year field study and it was a program that the environmental department put on and this was before I was even in the environmental department anyone could apply to this program and um, if you were admitted you could come to school two weeks early and then travel to Costa Rica for an environmental sustainability course for two weeks right Um, so I was admitted to that and I traveled to Costa Rica with ten other students that I did not know and we became really great friends after and that provided me with a friend base entering into freshman year, as well as obviously the softball team, which I met later on and became a family with them as well. But um, yeah, within the school program, I mean, environmental studies was, I'm so thankful to have been in that program. And um, I actually worked also at the Genius Preserve. Yeah. And so that's a work study position that the environmental science department puts on for their students. and as long as you're in the department in undergrad, you can work there. And I mean, that was the most amazing experience ever, just to explore the Genius Preserve, 50 acres of undeveloped land, and the last orange grove in Winter Park. Yes. Um, that was a really, tr- a really cool treat to. So to I assume you've worked of. a lot with Dr. Stevenson. Yes. 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 Very Actually, good. that's who I was referring to, and I still text today. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. One of our great faculty members and. Uh, just a, a real um, kind of an icon in the community too. Does a lot of great he community is. work uh, with, with students in, in the city and uh, and the community. And he's retiring soon, right? I know yeah. it's terrible. It's terrible. It's crazy. Um, we'll see if we can get that uh, revoked. Um, <laughs> I ask this a lot to to students and alums of the college. You know, where where did your learning occur? You know, uh, if you had to sort of put a percentage on in classroom, out of classroom, uh, how 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 did that shape out for you? Yeah, that's a unique question. I mean, uh, obviously a large part of it is in the classroom. However, within environmental science, we had lab classes. So we conducted labs outside of the classroom and that was a really cool experience. I mean, we traveled to Wakaiva Springs and walked around and did a whole lab experiment there. Um, But then in addition to that, I also traveled a lot in undergrad and then even more so in my Crummer experience. Um, Undergrad, I went to Portland actually with Dr. Stevenson, um, Costa Rica. And so that was, I mean, I had never traveled out of the country before. So Costa Rica was a really cool experience. And as well as Portland, I had never been in a city like that. And I don't think there is another city like Portland. Um, So I'd attribute honestly a lot of it to out of the classroom I mean now that you think of it and Rollins is so great about that because you're that's only a small percentage is in the classroom with lectures and even the most most of the time it's not lecture based one of my favorite professors was Dr. Um, Lee Lines and he is an amazing photographer and so his um, presentations and lectures would be just photos of these extravagant landscapes and he would tell us the story of traveling to these places and explain the science behind the photo and the clouds on the left side of the mountain and what that means and so um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm so grateful to have been at Rollins and experienced yeah, that's awesome. that. awesome. So talk a little bit about um, life as a student athlete. Did, mm-hmm. did, sounds like you didn't start um, on like day one with the softball team, or, or, or did you? I did, but okay. because I came two weeks early, um, Got it. it almost felt like I didn't. Okay. But yeah, so right at the start of freshman year, um, was on the softball team, and it was a huge commitment. I mean, even more so than I thought, and I played for three years until I entered Crummer um, in 2022 and decided almost I should focus more on my job search and school. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, student athlete, thats it's a job in itself. And I was so lucky to be on um, the teams that I was for those three years. And we actually, 2020, 2020 and 2021 were, was a record-breaking year for us. Right. Um, we broke the record for the most consecutive games of winning and we were undefeated. I think it was 19-0. and And then that same year we won conference and we went to regionals and placed third in regionals in, in Alabama. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a really cool experience and I'm those were friendships. I mean, it's a sisterhood. Yeah. And I was so lucky to be a part of that. And I still go to the games today and know a few of the girls on the team still. So, um, yeah, but it was definitely a huge um, commitment. I mean, there's so many student athletes here at Rollins, so yeah. it's nothing crazy special, but it's cool to be a part of that community no and to see everyone at strength and conditioning and in the training room getting massages and treatments, and it was it was a really cool experience. That's awesome. So here you are, a student, and you're in your third or fourth year. When, when did Crummer uh, Graduate School of Business get on your radar? Yeah, so actually... When I was admitted to Rollins, I was admitted into the 3-2 program. Okay. So I don't know if they still do that, but um, it's almost like a extra achievement almost. But knowing at the time, it didn't have anything to do with my undergraduate year, really. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I was admitted into the 3-2 program coming into Rollins. And so it was always on the back of my head um, that I could go forward with going to Crummer, but I never really considered it until the time came. And Tress Locke, I mean, he's yeah, awesome. He's so I, I spent many moments with him talking about my future and what I should do. And I thought about veterinary medicine and all sorts of different things. But then I ultimately decided that Crummer and following through with my MBA here would be not only financially feasible, but also very beneficial for my um, professional career. But yeah, and actually in undergrad, if you are in the 3-2 program, you are able to sign up for courses even before student-athletes. Right. So it's a huge advantage. That's fantastic. <laughs> so if anyone listening is in the 3-2 program, stay in it until the last possible second. Um, but I definitely follow through with it. I mean, it's been such a cool experience attending Crummer and um, finishing my undergraduate and master's in just five years. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge advantage, and there's a lot of people also in my class that have done the same thing, and um, they're really grateful for it as well. You have some awesome listings on your on your <laughs> resume, um, particularly with some of your Crummer experience, and obviously in a relatively short period of time, yeah. but just to give people a scope, NASA, mm-hmm. um, the Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. uh, travel to, to Italy, Winter Park bike bike tour, which we'll talk about in, in a minute. But um, how, how do you manage to do all these things? I know, and this all happened within the last couple months. I mean, all of those things you just mentioned. So, um, I I figured you would probably ask this, and I honestly attribute a lot of it to living alone. 
I, this is the first time in my entire life I've lived alone. And in the first couple months of living in my small apartment, I, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I was working um, in person, so I wasn't working from home. I didn't have to have Wi-Fi. And then I started working for home, from home for Siemens. So at that point, I then got, got Wi-Fi, but all of my friends were like, how are you living without Wi-Fi? That's crazy. But I would go to school and um, be on campus when I was working on my computer and for classes. But honestly, even now living alone and, and doing all these things, I, I still find myself um, like looking for more to do. And so it's a really cool experience. And um, yeah, I think just making time for myself as well. Like on my lunch breaks for Siemens, I'll go on a run and then come back and I'll snack during while I'm working, you know, and, um, but I, I think it's almost like a challenge, like how much can I possibly fit in? But the Orlando Magic Innovation Challenge, that was a super cool experience. Um, Professor Mike Kazasis actually signed a few of us up for it, and he reached out to me and I was like, yes, I'm down, let's do it. And it was a three-day uh, program at the Magic, I mean, 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. in their headquartered office, and coming up with an idea and presenting it to Ryan DeVos and a few other judges. Yeah. Um, Ryan DeVos is part of the ownership of the Orlando Magic. And Andrew Rollins alum. Andrew Rollins alum, exactly, that's true. <laughs> um, he actually spoke in one of my classes as well a few weeks nice. prior to this um, program. But we actually turned out, um, my team won the Orlando Magic Innovation Challenge and we were um, recognized on half court at one of the games, so that was a really cool really cool experience That's and then awesome. the NASA program yeah tell us about that yeah so that was um, actually a course within my capstone experience Kremer um, it's one of the requirements that you go through a capstone experience and there's three choices NASA a consulting project and then almost um, a, another project I can't remember the name of it but it's uh, along the consulting lines as well and so I chose NASA, and it's almost, uh, it's such a cool program. And Crummer was actually one of the first to implement it. It's a T2U transfer to university that NASA um, has added to their lineup of different things that they do. And basically, they provide a university all of the patents that they have under their portfolio. And they say, okay, here's what you have to work with. Create a product using these patents present it to our NASA professionals, present it to investors, and create a business out of it. And um, honestly, I was going into this not even knowing much about the program, and um, it was so, so cool. I mean, um, we had investors at our final presentation, and it was really almost like building a business. I mean, that's what we were doing, and that's what our professor, um, Pete McAlendon, he's, he's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, oh my God, I have so much respect for him, and he's, been one of my uh, biggest mentors throughout my career here and um, so yeah it was a really cool experience we actually it was a pro it was a um, project that I had started actually in undergrad and um, in one of my classes in social entrepreneurship I had that as a minor until I had to drop that because of a credit requirement with the 3-2 program but um, it was a class where you can develop something, present it at a pitch competition, right. and then if you win that, you know, move forward. And actually, we won first place in that pitch competition with this idea that I moved forward with um, in NASA. And we were granted $1,500 in seed funding, and then also granted a trip to San Diego to present in the national competition. Wow. Then COVID hit, and uh, so we weren't allowed to um, travel, but we presented right. online. So anyway, um, sh long story short, now we're in the NASA program, and I thought, 
what better um, to do than bring this old project back up? And it's a, we named it Aquaponics, and it's basically like a floating garden water remediation product. Um, so we implemented NASA technologies into it and presented it to our um, investors and the NASA people a couple um, weeks ago, actually. It was very recent. And then in the midst of that, we were also, we had been applying to pitch competitions because um, we really do want to make a business out of this. And yeah. we, one of the pitch competitions we applied to was the Venture Plan competition um, that Crummer puts on. Right. And we were actually accepted into the semifinalists of that. Uh, one out, or 16 out of 83 applicants. So that was Amazing. really cool experience. Um, I was actually in Italy while they presented this in the semifinalists. So my team, I mean, they are so amazing. They did a great job. And unfortunately, we weren't picked as the top three to move forward to the finalists. But it was a experience in itself and yeah. a real treat to even be at that point. It's a tough competition at that point, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the three that were accepted into the finalists, they are real companies with, I mean, huge potential. Yeah. Like, it, it, really cool to be stacked up against people like that. So you mentioned it where you just got back from Italy yeah. uh, like a week ago. Tell us about the field study uh, project that you did in Italy. Yeah, um, it was really interesting. I actually signed an NDA, oh, okay. so um, I can't talk too much about yeah. it or give the specifics, but um, six students from Cromer were accepted into this consulting project with a field study to Trieste, Italy. Um, so we worked with a the company there on their entrance into the U.S. and um, it was a really cool experience. We actually combined with a MBA, MBA program in Italy, worked with them, went to the company's um, headquarters, and presented actually to the company owners what we think should be their entry strategy into the U.S. So it was really cool. I was actually one of the three presenters that our whole conglomerate of teams picked to present to the owners Smart. of the company. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> well, um, so it went pretty it went pretty well. It was really cool and um, yeah, that's another thing about Crummer is they provide so many opportunities to travel. I traveled to Costa Rica again with Crummer just in the last couple months. <laughs> um, awesome. In Portugal. Uh, so, I mean, it's just been a really cool experience. For, for anybody that doesn't know Rollins, like, I don't know if you've somehow stumbled upon this show, but this is Rollins College. Like, right here, Bryson is telling you about Rollins, and it's just, it's all about the experience. And mm -hmm. there are so many opportunities to learn and live and uh, travel and explore and sort of find your, as we say here, find your anchor. Find your anchor, And yeah. um, you've, you've clearly um, excelled in that space. And again, for all those who know Rollins, like, this sounds probably very familiar. So um, I love hearing about it. One of the uh, um, projects, ventures that you're involved with is the Winter Park Bike Tour. Yes. And uh, we have uh, Jeff Noonan with us today as well. Jeff is um, uh, the owner and uh, one of the business partners with, uh, with this very cool project. Uh, on a very personal level, uh, Jeff, when he shared his sort of bio with me, anybody who knows me knows how much I love Albuquerque, New Mexico, my hometown, and he put that on his bio, and I thought maybe he just had a cup of coffee there driving through and, and uh, either knew I was from there or, or whatever, and he shows up this morning in his Lobo shirt, so man, my new best friend, Jeff Noonan, is here, and uh, he grew up in Albuquerque. I, I, as I shared, we, we know we have two listeners who will be just uh, tickled to, to know that uh, 
Jeff went to Sandia High School, mom still lives there, family still lives there, Sandia High School graduate, so uh, go Lobos, and um, great to have you with us today, Jeff. Tell us, you know, tell us sort of your quick story. Um, how'd you get uh, from Sandia High School to Winter Park, Florida to, to start the Winter Park Bike Tour amongst other podcasts? Sure, sure, yeah, thank you very much for the uh, opportunity to be here. I, um, like you said, I grew up in New Mexico, uh, all my formative years there, the family still lives there, but I was the one who left in 1991. Um, but every time I go back, it's again, go back to Lobo games, go back, see the balloons, um, have the green chili and the traditional, everything everyone does in New Mexico. But um, over the past uh, 20 plus years, I've lived in various parts of the country, um, Missouri for 10 years, uh, New England up north of Boston for um, eight to nine years. And then I've been a Winter Park resident in Orwin Manor since 2013. So I live just down the street, I say, from Rollins and um, run, ride, come through this area all the time, have appreciated Rollins um, just as a, uh, someone who lives in Winter Park for what it is. Um, and I've subsequently, in talking to my neighbors, the neighbor to my left, the neighbor two doors down to the left, the neighbor straight across the street are all former Rollins students. Um, four uh, Crummer students shared the, the house um, that shared the fence with me in the backyard. So I'm literally surrounded by Rollins people yeah. in my neighborhood. And it really, it's a great uh, small town, small college feel, similar how um, Bryson was referencing UCF being very big and very large. The, the environment and the experience around Winter Park and Rollins, I feel like they're one in the same. Winter Park and Rollins, it's like you say them in the same sentence all the time. So I had a career in a, a resort hospitality world for 20 plus years, um, which took me traveling all across the United States, the Caribbean, and um, personal and work trips around the, the, the globe. So I've been many, many different places. And um, in recent years, I uh, had the opportunity after being involved with triathlon racing and running, riding all my whole life. Um, I had every bike known to man inside my house, you know, <laughs> beach cruisers, mountain bikes, commuter bikes, road bikes, triathlon bikes. And an old friend of mine said, hey, I have this bike I think you need to see. Of course, I needed yet again one more bicycle. <laughs> so he says, it's not really a bike. So I said, well, bring it down. Let's see what you got. And um, he showed me this bike, which was uh, invented by a gentleman in um, the Netherlands. And it was essentially, it's an electric um, powered human assist. So you, you, you have a battery, you have an electric motor, but you also have a bicycle. But the reality of it is it's a treadmill. And so instead of sitting down on the bike and pedaling, you actually stand up and walk like you're at the gym, but instead of standing still, looking out the window or watching uh, TV or reading a book on a treadmill going nowhere, you actually have the ability to ride anywhere from five miles an hour up to almost 18, uh, depending on the wind and the terrain you're on, and to, to really cover some ground. So I um, in, started a business in College Park in 2017 to have a little boutique um, bike store selling these. <clears throat> not, not beach cruisers, not road bikes, not tri bikes. We'll let David's World, we'll let Orange Cycle, we'll let everyone do those, but instead, I had this little one-off thing that was very unique to Holland and the Netherlands. People in the uh, Dutch community have seen this bike. They all know it. And I said, let's open up um, a little store here. And so I, I had the store in College Park uh, through a series of events, hurricane, job changes, family changes, uh, put everything on hold. 
and it's kind of been in a storage unit offsite um, until I ran into Bryson. And I said, hey, I have a weird idea. I said, do you know anyone in the Crummer School of Business? And she kind of raises her hand. And I said, I want to throw this by you, give it two cents, you know, two minutes of time and come back to me and let me know. Here's my name. Here's my number. Let me know if you think there's something here that Rollins would be involved in or would like to be involved in you and your fellow students. I said, I think the experience in Winter Park is great. The running, the riding, the trails, the scenery, the houses, the lakes. And I said, I really think there's something missing here. We have the Winter Park Boat Tour, which everyone knows and loves. It is like the staple of Winter Park activities. But other than that, one of the things is you always see these houses from the water and you always wonder, oh my gosh, I wonder what those look like from the front. Or, or I'd love to go see that in another fashion. And I said, what do you think? I said to Bryson, I said, what do you think if we had a bike tour? It's very different. It would be very eye-catching. And we could take people around town in Winter Park and show them the sights of Rollins, hidden treats about Rollins, hidden gems, the peacocks, the elusive peacocks that if you just know where to go, there's a pretty good chance to find one. So uh, Bryson came back to me after talking to some people at Rollins, said, I think we have something here. Um, let's, let's, let's dial this in. And we started talking um, late last fall in Q4 and kind of came up with a uh, March launch date. And that's where we are today. So we're just about ready to um, have the first riders um, start next week in uh, Winter Park. And already had a few people do some like demo test rides through um, Orlando and Winter Park. And the response is quite overwhelming. Um, the experience, they love it. Never thought they would do something like this. So, so if you're at home listening, right, you can get log on to winterparkbiketour.com right now and mm-hmm. take a look at it. Winter Park Bike Tour right now. Cool bikes. How will these bikes navigate the brick streets of Winter Park? And that, well, that is a great question. How do <laughs> how do we walk and drive on these brick streets? Right. Um, there are certain brick streets which we will leave unnamed that are more challenging than others. So when you run and ride around here, any anyone who knows the area, you know there's certain streets that are um, a little more prone to being bumpy than others. And so thankfully, there's typically either a bike trail or a bike lane or a sidewalk that is very easy to navigate. So clearly, we're going to stay off of the, um, the most bumpy roads in town. But because you're on the side roads that we know very well, um, there are less traffic with cars. Usually it's people running, riding, pushing strollers, walking dogs. So there's not as much traffic, which helps. But um, because the way you stand and ride on the bike, you actually act as the shock absorber, as opposed to sitting on a seat and feeling it in your back and in your spine. Mm -hmm. So if you're on an old steel road bike that has no suspension and no air in the tires, you feel every bump. Here, you kind of just absorb it because it's like you're walking on a treadmill. So Bryson, who's involved? I mean, are, is it yeah. just you? Are there classmates, friends? How, how is you know how, how's your experience with this for-profit entrepreneur um, opportunity, and, and are other Crummer students involved? Yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of my friends are um, really willing to help and have gone on trial runs with Jeff and I, and um, they continue to ask me like, "Can we go on a ride soon?" And I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, let's go." And um, on our opening weekend, I have a lot of really great people that are willing to help and want to be a tour guide and um, and kind of come along with this and 
So I've been very fortunate to have that as well. But Jeff was telling the story and he left out a huge part. Um, <laughs> I, um, being a student, I'm an avid garage sale hunter. I love going to garage sales on the weekends. If I have a free weekend, that's what I'm doing. Okay. And um, that's actually how I met Jeff. I, Jeff was the homeowner of this garage sale and almost the unicorn of the garage sale was this walking bike. And he was taking turns going up and down his street on this bike and I was like, what the heck is that? So when the crowd kind of faded, I um, went up to him and we started talking and he's like, this is almost my dream. Like, what do you think about this bike tour in Winter Park? And my wheels started spinning and I was like, this sounds amazing. And um, so that's how we met and it's been uh, uh, downhill from there. I mean, it's been such a great experience working with Jeff and, this is actually a, uh, a school project at the core. Um, at Crummer, you have the opportunity in the Center for Leadership Engagement to um, do different programs. One of them was a mentor program, and you're matched with a mentor in the area. I did that as well. And another one is the Distinguished Leadership of Merit Award. And um, so I knew that if I registered this project with a, um, with a school project and having goalposts and different points of contact with professionals at Crummer that it would help me move this along and actually make a business out of this and so that's what I did I um, I registered it with the Distinguished Leadership of Merit project at Crummer and so at the core of it this is a, a school project but Rollins has been so um, responsive and helpful and they granted us access to one of the parking lots here in Winter Park and we're going to operate out of that for four weeks almost at a almost like a a pilot period and um, after that kind of gauging interest of the community and seeing if we should move forward with this being a full-time business so um, I wanted to add in that little anecdote because (laughs) I love the way we met it was such a cool experience it's been like a good garage sale exactly my first house was on (laughs) Westminster and Pelham in Orwood Manor so I mean we you know I'm at Westchester and Devon we're right around the corner (laughs) can't believe we never crossed paths so talk about the, the bike tour a little bit. There's some grand opening events. I mean, so what's the rollout uh, to uh, to help launch this, you know, in Winter Park? Yeah. Maybe both of you can touch on that. Sure, sure. One of the great things was looking for um, a strategic partner for location. You always have to have a place to start and stop. Yeah. So we looked at Mead Garden. We looked at... Um, to be honest, I thought, oh, the baseball field parking lot sounds like a great place when there's not a game. But spring, there's lots of games. and the, But there's we, we looked at about five, six different places, and we thought, and then where would be a great place to showcase Rollins? One of the things people don't realize is you you can drive through Rollins. There's, there's access that you can walk through and see it. So we thought, what a great way to show off Rollins and the beauty of the campus, the gardens, the um, the way they keep um, everything looking pristine and and rolling through there and then ending up on the back of Rollins looking out over the lake is great. So one of the things was where were we going to find the start and stop location? You also need parking and you need the ability to train people right away. So we found that step one. Step two, have all the bikes and the availability of, of, of friendly um, Rollins students who will be able to help us on opening weekend. Um, but then the next thing is really getting the word out. And what's interesting is I worked in the hospitality world with hotels and resorts for 25 years. And I realized one of the greatest things that people like to do is when they come to town for a business function or a wedding or whatever it is, what is there to do around here? What is there to do? 
and the response from the front desk agents, the resort, I'm sorry, the hotel managers and the concierge and even the valet kids parking the cars, like this is great. This is the greatest thing ever. When are you guys gonna get started doing this? So we've had a very uh, warm reception from the hoteliers everywhere from up in Maitland, Winter Park, and then down towards the Ivanhoe area. And so um, we were very excited and, and anticipating um, a lot of people coming in over the next week, which will also tie in with the Alumni, alumni Weekend, so that's which is huge. So that's our weekend is March 24th. Perfect. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be operating from 9 to 5. Every hour on the hour, a guided tour. So um, we are actually located right across from the Alphand in the Lawrence Center parking lot, yeah. which is uh, Rollins' property. So. We're really excited to be close to the Alphand yeah, and right perfect. in the center of, of Winter Park. So it's almost a, perf a perfect location. When there's a small arts festival coming the oh, week before it yeah. too. So we <laughs> might strategically be rolling around to be seen um, in and around Winter Park, Park Avenue, um, the weekend of the 17th. And um, we're, we're really excited about being in that area, right. having the tide of Rollins, um, being right across from a great hotel like the Alphand Inn, where there's clearly people coming and going throughout the week for their vacationing or, or work trips. So we're, we're really excited about the next uh, 10 days where like every day we're getting more and more response yeah. from media entities wanting to do interview such oh, as yes. this one. I forgot to tell you, the yeah. 32789. Awesome. We actually have an interview with them today at two. Brilliant, yeah. great, great uh, Matt publication. Is awesome. Matt Serto is awesome. <laughs> His dad, I think, as I shared, and he's been a guest on this show, is a former dean of the Crumber Graduate School of Business. So oh lots of uh, great connectivity there, and, uh, really and that's cool. awesome. So I've watched enough Shark Tank to, to know, or at least I know to ask, like, what's the scale? Like, how does this, is this just sort of a cool little Winter Park thing that'll be nice in Winter Park, or does this become the next, you know, line bikes around the country? Right, well, we don't um, portray to be the next Amsterdam or a country where bike there are more bikes than people in cars. Right. However, if you were in Holland um, or the Netherlands or Amsterdam or Utrecht, you would potentially see hundreds and hundreds of these because um, because biking is part of the culture there. They do have them at scale in 20, 30 different locations for bike tours. Uh, line bikes are different. The Uber, the, the, the scooters and the line bikes, because everyone's been on a bike and you just get on and pedal and it's pedal assist. Um, these do need a little bit of education, a little bit of training. It can literally be as little as 30 seconds yeah. if somebody's seen it before to a newbie, as we refer to them, might take two to five minutes just because we have to say you're doing a couple different things. Scalability wise, of course, we could go get more. We, we have plenty of bikes for the tours. Um, there is the ability to obtain more. Um, newer ones are still being created over in uh, the Netherlands. Um, we're gonna wait and see to see what the scale is. Already have some people saying, well, can I just buy some from you? Gotta hold off on selling yeah. them because we need them for the tours yeah. um, and rotating them through especially with the velocity that we're anticipating, you know, every hour on the hour over the weekends. Right. Um, but the next thing is really because they're electric assist, you can cover a lot of territory without having to pedal as much. And so you can go much further. I've ridden them from Orwin Manor up to Cranes Roost, taking them all the way down to the Citrus Bowl and to Exploria and to Amway several times, even to Dr. Phillips one time. Yeah. Um, so you can cover some ground on it. So the, the opportunities are vast. We're going to start out small with the Winter Park bike tour with our selected route um, and and hopefully the peacocks are going to participate with this too. I love it. Fantastic. What a great um, concept. Very winter park. Uh, so clearly I think you have a, a, a you know sort of 
onto something in this market especially. And uh, so I wish you guys all the best. Anything else you want to share with listeners? Anything else they can do to learn more or find more other than um, winterparkbiketour.com? We also have an Instagram and a Facebook that okay. you can find at Winter Park Bike Tour. Um, but other than that, that's our yeah our presence by all means reach out contact us um come by and see us um on the opening weekend to ask questions it really helps when you see it live whether it's um in person or when you see it on video oftentimes people say i saw this and i thought it was cgi i didn't think that was real because it doesn't look real Mm -hmm. they think you're floating but moving along way faster than you should be so we've who knows how many people's social media we've been where they drive by real slow and film us all the time around here so who knows how many other people's facebook's and instagrams were on it as well very cool well i wish you both the best of luck uh jeff thanks for coming on great to meet you and great to find another fellow new mexican that's right um, wish you all the best and i know our paths will cross again uh bryson just can't thank you enough for all you um are doing and um congrats on all your successes and uh, great things to come for sure thank you i appreciate it all right, well, uh, special thanks to Kalani, our board operator and marketing coordinator for Rollins Around Town. And uh, to keep updated on all of our shows and guests, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, we thank you for joining us and hope you have a great day.